Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. Can you believe this is our last episode of the year? I feel like it's come around so quickly. I feel like the end of the year has come around so quickly in general. I mean, I can't believe this time last year we'd, we'd only been recording this for, what, a couple of months? I know. And what's mad is, so I re-listened to a couple of episodes the other week to like get ideas for topics for next year. Um, and I came across like a couple of episodes where we were talking about like 2019 and what we were going to do and how I was going to move and like plans we would make in like November time. And obviously that isn't what happened this year. I didn't <laughs> when you moved to Australia. And it was so weird to like, just think about what's happened this year. Oh yeah, it's. I feel like it when it when it's all happening at the time, you just take stuff in your stride, and then when you get towards the end of the year, you look back and you're like, oh my god, look at everything that's gone into this year and everything that's happened. Well, I was recently made to write down, like as a timeline, everything I've done this year, from like getting a new job to getting another new job, like all of my trips I've done, absolutely everything, anything that was tiring or had had any kind of emotional impact on me, good or bad. It was quite eye-opening to see what I'd done this year. <laughs> see, I was just sat here, like, before we recorded this, I was trying to think about, like, what I have done this year. And I feel like I can't remember. Like, January, February, March feels like so long ago. I, honest to God, couldn't tell you what I did in those months. Like, <laughs> No. It's just, it feels like a life. This time last year, I didn't have a job. Like, I was unemployed. And so the fact that I just feel like if you told either of us this time last year, what would have happened this year and where we would be when we recorded this episode would have been like no oh yeah because I mean Taylor and I didn't we kind of came to the conclusion that we were going to move this year around Christmas or New Year time so even this time last year we hadn't yet voiced that we were thinking about going like it still wasn't kind of on a on the horizon yet it's it this year has just been mad I think that's why we both kind of said it would be really nice in this episode to kind of just be really chill catch up a bit on what's happened recently share some of like our favorite recommendations from this year and then just kind of reflect a little bit on the past year because it's been a hell of a year (laughs) yeah and I think for everyone like not just us but for everyone it's really important to look back on what you've achieved or what you've kind of gone through in the past year and to kind of think hey, I made it, I've survived to the end of 2019. The end of a decade. Like, I was just thinking, and obviously, no decade is a quiet decade, really. Um, (laughs) I was just thinking about, like, where I was at the start of the decade versus now, and that blew my mind. Like, Oh, my God, that's nuts to think about, that I was still at school. I was still at school. I was, I think, how... So I would have met Alex. Like, I would have known Alex, but we weren't together. Um... I had an entirely different group of friends. What I, I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. Like, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, God, like 2010, 2011. Yeah, I was just going into sixth form. Didn't know what I was doing at uni. Didn't know. Wow, that's nuts to think about. How it? God, it's definitely one of the biggest decades in terms of change in people's life, isn't it? Like all the different things that you can go. I mean, I know. Yeah, like you said, every decade has its like big significant changes but wow to think that 10 years ago we were still kids at school I know well what really stressed me out is when I was like okay so maybe the next decade will be a bit quieter and I was like no because hopefully if life goes to plan um like in the next 10 years like I'll get married I'll buy somewhere I'll have kids like it will still be like a big 
epic big chunky decade so but Mate, not- i get such sweaty palms when you say things like that some things don't change like me getting terrified of things like that <laughs> it's fine because it's like it's within this next 10 years and I think the only reason it doesn't stress me out i mean don't get me wrong it stresses me out but not in the same way is because i'm like okay but so much has happened in the last 10 years like, i find that quite reassuring to look back and see what you've done yeah, I mean, 10 sounds like a small number, but then when you put it in the context of 10 years, like so much changes and so much goes into that time. I feel like we need to do a bit of a sound disclaimer and I need to do a voice disclaimer because my voice is not sounding too fresh this morning. <laughs> I mean, I, f- I feel like we continually disclaim about the sound. Again, we do apologise. We, we don't have- even know what's happening. Helly's mic went missing due to a postal service issue. <laughs> Um, yeah, not entirely sure what's happened with that. Um, still chasing it up, have been chasing it for about a week now, but maybe we'll both have mics by the new year. <gasps> I mean, I think so. We're going to take nearly a month off. If we still don't have our <laughs> mic situations sorted by then, I think people are just going to be sick to death of us. Please don't be. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but hopefully our sound um, quality will be improved by the new year. Please stick around to hear that <laughs> it's our new year's resolution but my voice will definitely be better because this has been entirely induced by alcohol because i drank on a school night kids and don't do it <laughs> well, do you know what i had a couple of glasses small glass of wine with dinner and i was absolutely fine and then i had some limoncello at the end of dinner and i don't think that was a smart idea like retrospectively um and then the most amazing thing happened to me on the train and um, mm. And anyone who follows me on Instagram may have seen this. But basically, I got on my train at St Pancras. And I was on, like, a table of four. And there was a woman sitting on, like, the table opposite me. So that makes sense. Like, the one across the aisle. And um, the guy opposite her on the table was like, oh, God, like, you're not messing around. Because she pulled out of her bag a brand new, like, full bottle of white wine. Oh, my God. And she went, well... I wanted just I just wanted a small glass, but the price of buying an individual bottle is so is like the same as buying this bottle, and I just felt so angry about that that I just bought the whole bottle. I mean, it's logical. <laughs> it is, and he was like, "No, no, no, there's no judgment. Like, it makes sense. It is ridiculous." And um, so me, her, this guy, and like this other random woman behind her were like laughing about this, and she goes, "Well, if any of you guys want a glass," and I was like, "I would, but I don't have a cup." Kind of like tongue in cheek. The woman behind her pipes up and goes don't worry I've got spare cups why the fuck she has cups in her handbag I do not know but she produces this like plastic tumbler and before I can say anything she's passed it over to the woman with the wine and the woman with the wine is pouring me a rather large glass of wine oh my god amazing and I was like oh my god amazing thank you and I think because I'd had a couple of drinks I was like oh well it's all wine it doesn't matter um that's not a thing um (laughs) and and I only had a very short train journey so I drank it quite quickly and then it's only when I got in and I was sitting in bed I was like oh okay <laughs> thankfully I'm working from home today um but please excuse my slightly croaky voice because I not only spoke to strangers last night I accepted alcohol from strangers and um, that's like the things they tell you not to do basically. as a kid like don't talk to strangers don't accept Please. food or drink from people you don't know yeah so <laughs> I'm sure my parents are really proud of me right now and the life choices I've made <laughs> oh my god I mean speaking of uh, drinking on school nights we we celebrated Thanksgiving for the first well not the first time for Taylor and Lydia but it was um 
yeah, Thanksgiving on Thursday last week. So we decided, because there's two Americans in the house, and I've, obviously I've never been with Taylor when he's celebrated it before. So we did a big thing with the house and the neighbors came over and stuff. And what was supposed to be a very like nice civil meal, I mean, it was, but um, we'd already drank so much by the time the food was getting ready that we actually forgot about some of the food that was in the oven. Oh, I mean, no. we had, but the funny thing is we had so much food anyway, which is apparently is what you're supposed to do for Thanksgiving. But we had so much food that no one noticed that there was stuff missing until we started to smell the burning, by which point it was obviously beyond like rescue. What did, um, you, what did you cremate in the oven? Um, there was, well, we did two separate stuffing bowls and I forgot about one of them in the oven. Um, there was also some vegetables in there and there was like a set, because we were cooking stuff in batches, it was like halves of batches as well. Um, so then there was some like vegetable samosas that were in there. Um, we forgot to cook the bread rolls. So they were just frozen what? on the side still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we had a great time. It was so much fun. Like. 10 out of 10 can recommend Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, on Friday morning, we were all feeling a little bit worse for wear. <laughs> Enjoying Black Friday to the fullest then. Oh God, I was just avoiding any bright light as much as possible. <laughs> Staying oh. away from computer screens, my head was like pounding. Um, so yeah, fun times. <laughs> oh, I mean... I'm just pleased I survived Black Friday. If I feel like if you work in marketing, then it is the busiest, or actually in fairness, it was busy when I was in merchandising as well. But it's like the biggest shopping weekend of the year now, even here. And it was, yeah. just, I got to Friday night and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Like, Yeah, you know, well, I had to, what did I, I had to go into town for something. Maybe I was just meeting Taylor actually after something that he had. And I couldn't, I kind of forgot that it was Black Friday in the afternoon, like, I just I sort of stayed away from my phone and social media and then I went into town and I was like why on earth is it so busy people were it was all like the usual suspects as well people were just queued around the corner for like Pandora and places like that and oh my god it was just like dodging shopping bags left right and center so I um so I didn't partake in Black Friday this year in case you hadn't gathered but um yeah it was madness yeah, I feel really conflicted about Black Friday, really, because mass consumerism at its peak, really, isn't it? But I do think, oh, yeah. like, part of me... So I only bought two or three... I think I bought three things in the Black Friday sale. One was a pair of boots that I had actually already bought full price. Then I'd had a nightmare getting them delivered. My order had been cancelled. Um, and then I went into store, and they had a pair... And I didn't know their Black Friday sale was on. Like, I was fully prepared to pay full price. So that was, like, a nice little perk. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, then I, like, I went to order some, like, beauty stuff. And it just so happened that it had, like, their Black Friday sale had started early. And I had money off that. And then I got money off my new piercing as well. Because I went and got my ear pierced again. Oh, all by yourself. <laughs> all by myself. Yeah, I went on Monday lunchtime. I went back to Astrid and Miu because that's where I went to get my helix pierced back in May, as if that was oh, May. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, my God. I know. And this time I got my forward helix pierced, and I absolutely love it. But my God, it hurt like a bitch. Like, <laughs> it was so painful. Like, I, I didn't think my cartilage hurt that much, and I actually thought my lobes hurt more. And then I had this done, and it was it was agonizing. There's, there's literally no other way. Like, it's fine now. 
Um, it's a bit tender if I like knock it or catch my hair in it, but that's pretty normal. Um, but yeah, when she was doing it, I, I just haven't experienced pain like it. I can't really recommend doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's like, you know, when you do like your lobes or like the top part of your cartilage, it's quite open. So you can like put something straight through it and out the other side, but you can't do that with this bit of your ear because you have like the rest of your ear in the way. So she obviously had to really like tug around a corner to like get the jewelry in and to do it up and all that kind of thing. Aww. So I think it, that that part wasn't fun, but it's pretty and I really like it. It does look pretty, <laughs> and it's sparkly. Can't consider anything like that until I have a job, but I might almost have a job, which is exciting news. <gasps> That's so exciting. Um, I don't I don't want to jinx it. I'm touching wood right now. Okay, but, we, um, we won't we won't discuss in detail, but fingers crossed for you. Yeah, hopefully. Well, hopefully by the time this actually goes live, then I will know for sure. But Sorry. finally. Yeah, um, yeah. been a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Taylor's got a job, which is great. So he's like, he starts on Friday, um, which is good. So we are slowly getting there about three weeks later than we had anticipated. But oh, well, okay. things happen at their own pace. <laughs> I think that's a massive theme for this year, though. Like, I think this year has really taught me that, like, you can make the best plans in the world, but life will kind of happen to its own course. It, like, not to its own course, it's not a way of putting it, but it has its own timeline. And sometimes those things just don't happen when you think they will. For, because, like, you had the best will in the world to get a job as soon as you got there. And it just wasn't, like, how it's panned out. Yeah, and to, I mean, I was literally thinking something really similar today because... The job is actually, um, you know, that very first interview I did a couple of weeks after we arrived. Oh, yeah. Um, which I really liked. It went really well. It would have been perfect. And then they told me that they'd hired internally and I felt like a bit put out. So they actually contacted me again and were like, we really liked you. We have a similar role that's come up and you've been recommended by the person that interviewed you. Are you still interested? Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, it was perfect at the time, and that was why I felt so put out that I didn't get it, because it would have been ideal. And then now here we are, having gone through all of the other interviews and all of the other, I don't know, no one getting back to me, no one answering emails or phones and rubbish agencies. And then now I feel like I've gone full circle, and it was almost like, no, it wasn't right for you at that time, but then now yeah. it's it's here. I feel like we've discussed this whole thing before about like things happening for a reason and... Um whatever's meant for you won't pass you and I feel like we're both quite aligned on the fact that like that isn't an excuse in life to do sod all and just be like oh it'll all work out I don't need to do anything like you still got to work hard but there definitely is some comfort in thinking okay there you know this is this isn't happening what can I take from this situation what's the thing I'm trying to be taught and I found that a yeah. kind of way to look at things this year because I think so many things just haven't gone to plan like me and Alex were meant to move in together finally and no that hasn't happened <laughs> and I think like I don't know I feel like that really got me down for a little while and then I was like okay there's I've got to like a get over it because it's not happening so there's no point in wallowing in it um but there's got to be something I'm taking from this situation like, there's got to be some sort of reason and I've just got to find out what that is yeah I think I mean I think anything like that like you're totally entitled to feel like feel down about it and feel put out like when you have something in your mind about how a certain year is going to go or how a relationship is going to go or how a job is going to go anything like that I think it's because you get expectations like I mean which sounds really awful I'm not saying people shouldn't have expectations but it's so easy to 
you know what you want like which is great you have something yeah. in your mind and you know what you're aiming for and you know how hard you've worked towards it like god everything that you and Alex have been through like of course you're going to feel put out by the fact that yeah. you'd expected something to happen this year that didn't but like you said I think you learn from it and kind of what you take away from it is really important and you know that it's going to happen like it hasn't happened when you've expected but it is going to happen and when it does it's going to be amazing yeah I think that's the thing isn't it it's like keeping faith I mean okay just it's just not right right now um but I think that leads us really nicely on to like discussing some of the best points of this year but also some of the lows and how we've overcome them like I feel like your life has completely changed in the past 12 months like and on the surface it could look just like really happy and merry but I'm sure there have been times this year when you've kind of just struggled with the reality of it um should we share our peaks and pits and do you want to kick off yeah um I feel like my peak and my pit are actually really like really similar because they are both related to me moving like obviously my peak of this year is like finally like after all these years of kind of dreaming about oh maybe one day I'll move abroad I've actually done it this year and oh, I've done it with Taylor and like it's after so exciting. like it's hitting two things you really wanted at the same time like finally like, living with Taylor and being in the same bloody country but also being able to experience someone new oh yeah I mean doing what over two years of long distance like it's it's even just like some of the, my favourite moments of the last couple of months have just been the little small things like doing a shop together and stuff because we've yeah. never been able to have those normal things. And so as much as it's been incredible and all the countries we've travelled through to get here have been amazing, it's also all of those little things which have been like, incredible as well. Um, but then I guess in the same vein, like the pit of this year was leaving because that was horrible. Like saying goodbye to everyone, like leaving work and then leaving Oxford, leaving you guys, like saying bye to you guys, saying bye to my parents and my brother and my grandma. It's like, oh my God. I, I dreaded it so, so much for like weeks and weeks in the run up to saying bye to everyone because I just knew like I'm awful. God, it makes me feel emotional now. I'm awful at saying goodbye to people that I care about. And it was really, really difficult. And then obviously you've got the the added fear of like, am I making the right choice? And it's such a long way and I'm leaving behind the security of a, a job and my house in Oxford and things like that. So it's just, I guess the uncertainty and the saying goodbyes were yeah. probably the hardest part of this year. Yeah, saying goodbye to you was a bit of a kicker, I won't lie. I mean, we did it twice, didn't we? Because we did it when we went down <gasps> and it was it was horrendous. Like we, we just sobbed, like we were inconsolable. Yeah. And yeah. I had to get a train and Helly was meant to take me to the station and Becky and Asia were like, okay, Becky's going to take you to the station and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here with Helly. And we were like, what? <laughs> and in hindsight, they were so right because there is no way I could have driven a car. <laughs> just Becky like, was like, it's fine. Like, and we, we left and like we just like said goodbye to each other and turned our backs and I just walked away and Becky was like, don't look back at her, just keep walking. <laughs> And I was like, I'm just so sad. And she's like, I know. And then we've literally spoken every single day since. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's great. Like, I'm so reassured that nothing has changed. Like, <laughs> but it was absolutely horrible. Like, saying bye to all of you guys. Was, oh, oh, it was awful. It, it was, was like, such a fun weekend, but then it was so bittersweet because we just knew that it was going to be like this huge goodbye was coming at the end of it. But then I feel like uh, when we met up, because we met for like a coffee quickly, because we both happened to be going through London on the same day, like a couple of days before you left. 
And when we said goodbye then, I feel like we were so chill about it. We're like, okay, see you soon, bye. And just kind of like walked off because I feel like we, A, we couldn't have, we couldn't have got that emotion with Waterloo because it would have just been, <laughs> it would have been a state and I had a family thing to get to and I don't think. Also, yeah, we were both, we were both like pretty made up and like looked quite nice because we were both going to different various occasions. So we were like, we can't cry. Like we're, we're full face of makeup. We can't cry Waterloo. <laughs> like, <laughs> And we're not pretty criers. Like, we don't do that thing where you cry and you get one single tear. It's, like, full-on sobbing, like, Kim Kardashian oh, yeah. crying. Like, it's we're ugly, ugly crying. crying. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, tough. Also, the worst thing about saying bye was when I said bye to my parents at the airport. And we got on the shuttle bus. And obviously, like, I was absolutely sobbing. And um, got on the shuttle bus, and then it didn't pull away from the bus stop for like five minutes. So for ages, I'm just like at the window, like my face like against the window, just ugly crying. My mum's the other side crying with my dad. Like we're just both looking through the glass, like mouthing bye and love you each other. And it's, I mean, I realise it's funny to recite now, but at the time it was like yeah. so painful to just be sat there on this stationary bus and you've just said goodbyes and then you're still just there looking at each other crying. Like, oh. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the mental image because I, I completely, like, bless you both. Like, I can imagine you were absolutely hysterical and I would have been exactly the same. Um, but it is that thing when you say bye son and then you don't actually leave and you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah that was oh. hilarious um what about you what what were your uh, peak and pit of this year peak and pit i think well, i'm gonna start my pit because i feel like we can end on high um and i was kind of thinking about this and i think it was probably like a period of time from like maybe mid july i think like july through to like beginning of september and maybe even end of september where i just had like I think life just got to me a bit. I got caught into a pretty bad trap of just comparing myself to everyone else because I couldn't move for people getting new jobs, buying houses, getting engaged, getting married, having babies. Like, And I felt I was really unhappy at work. It was the exact time when Alex and I should have been moving together. Um, I knew I had like you leaving coming up. I felt like I had been putting in so much work and effort for so long and none of it was being repaid to me. And I think I just kind of lost a bit of faith. Um, I mean, I'm not religious, but do you know, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you, I know what you mean, yeah. That yeah. kind of shitty feeling. And I was really happy for all my friends and everything they were achieving and everyone else in my life. But I also was just a bit like, this seems really fucking unfair. Um, and, yeah. I'm, you know, yes, I'm very privileged. I'm very lucky in a lot of ways. I have my health. I had supportive people around me. But ultimately, I felt like shit um and I think sometimes we don't admit that because it's kind of like oh I don't want to be judged and in all honesty I don't want to own a house I don't want to be married right now um and I you know all, all of those things it wasn't that I wanted to suddenly be like yeah I'm having a baby and I've bought a house it wasn't that at all um but I think when you cannot move I think it's a summer thing as well because like everyone has babies in the summer and gets engaged in the summer and all that kind of thing oh but, yeah <laughs> It was like it was like peak season for it, um, but I just couldn't move for it. Like it, it was absolutely everyone. I just felt like I just wasn't where I thought I would be by this point. I just really got into that comparison trap. I know we've spoken about that before, um, and yeah. even though I took my own advice, I just really couldn't shake it. And then, kind of, kind of beginning of September, I actually like. So I've had therapy all year, which I am willing to be open about, um, and 
that was something we discussed a lot in those sessions at that time of year and it very slowly I felt like I kind of worked my way through it and kind of was like okay but I don't want any of these things and actually the only way I'm getting out of this is to just like get my head down and work hard and then within the space of about a month just things started falling into place a bit like um I got approached about a new job and within a couple of weeks of standing in Asia's living room just sobbing with you guys um, about heli leaving but also about life as well within the <laughs> few weeks I had a new job and things were completely different and it was it was shit when I was in it like it was yeah awful. like feeling like that is just so crap of course yeah and I think do, if you've ever had it where you feel like that and then you just feel completely guilty as well because you're like I'm such a bad friend why would you be a bad friend for that though I don't know I just felt like I was being such a bad friend because I was like celebrating everyone and genuinely happy but then I was like oh it means I'm not really being a good friend because I'm jealous and it wasn't really jealousy I don't think looking back on it it was more just like it's not it's not jealousy I think it's like like you said you you see other people kind of moving in their own direction even though it's not a direction you want to be going in if you feel like you are a bit static then yeah that does get like I felt like that um probably this time last year to be honest where I was feeling a bit like I'm not sure if I'm progressing in my job and not sure if I should stay in Oxford and things like that and when you do feel static and you see everyone else moving around you it it's so easy to compare but like you said things can change so quickly yeah I think that's the thing and then for, so for it all to change and then to be coming out the other side and I'm like okay it will be okay. I've just got to keep kind of pushing forward and working on it. But feeling like that for a good couple of months was was pretty crap, to be honest. And of course, you know, the whole thing with not being able to move with Alex because his job stuff changed. That, that, that was quite stressful. But then I think this year as well has been, I feel like this year has just taught me so, so much. Yeah. And so what's your, what's your peak? I feel like just the work I've done on myself, like like I just mentioned, I've been doing therapy all year for like a number of reasons, which I might go into at some point, or maybe I won't, I don't know. Um, but I've put so much effort into just working on myself and pushing myself so far outside of my comfort zones and just believing in myself a bit more. And so I've achieved like loads of really little things. But looking back on this year, I can be like, I've actually achieved so much and I'm so proud of myself. And I don't think we ever really give ourselves enough credit for that. Yeah, I feel I actually really feel like we should do an episode on um like getting out of your comfort zones because I mean we were talking about that the other week as well like it's so it's really not celebrated enough when you push yourself outside of your comfort even if it is like me playing basketball or something even bigger like steps that you've made through having therapy this year and kind of learning things about yourself like whatever it is I think having the confidence to get outside of your comfort zone is actually a really big thing definitely and I kind of even even when it was just like so we did our road trip and I ended up being the main driver and I hadn't driven for about four or five years and I was so stressed and I was like well I've got to do it like I don't I mean I did have a choice but I didn't really have a choice do you know what I mean like we could have the option was not to go um yeah so really have a choice um but then I just thought I've got to do this and I did it and by the end of the week even Alex turned to him and was like I mean I say that like he never says this but you know what I mean he's like um I'm really proud of you for how you've driven this week because you were so anxious on Monday morning. Like I was full body sweating. Like I couldn't eat. I was full body sweating, like properly anxious, not like, oh, I'm a bit nervous. Um, yeah. He's like, you just did it. And you were like, no, you, we're, we're going to do this. It's going to be okay. And I think there have been a series of things like that this year that I've just taken that approach to. And it's been terrifying. And 
it's not necessarily been fun in the lead up to it, but afterwards it's just proved me that I am capable of so much more than I realised. So taking that into 2020 is um, it's quite motivating. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good way for pe- that people should look back on the year in general. Like, what have you done that's really has made you anxious or has made you uncomfortable um, and has put you outside of your comfort zone? Like, acknowledge those things. Like, regardless of the outcome, whether it was a positive or a negative outcome, it's something that you did that made you uncomfortable and you did it anyway. Like, you had the confidence to try. I think. Yeah even if it's little things that you can look back on and god even I think sometimes like going into interviews that I'm really really nervous about and obviously it's so everyone gets anxious about interviews but if you leave that interview and you're like I I did it like I it's something that I had to do and I went in there and I gave it my best shot and I did it even something that maybe months down the line you don't think is that significant it is because anything that makes you feel that nervous you've still gone against kind of like your fight or flight and you've done it anyway yeah I think it doesn't always have to be like obviously you've moved to the other side of the world and that is so brave and so just so exciting but so outside of your comfort zone in so many ways but that doesn't have to be like where the bar is set for what is classed as doing something brave and outside of your comfort zone like I think we all have our own comfort zones and yeah we should definitely go into this in another episode otherwise we're going to be like completely off on one of our usual tangents (laughs) And talking about this for hours I'm really ple- I'm impressed we hadn't tangented already to be quite honest with you I mean it is it is an over it is like a recap over the year so I think it's fine to tangent yeah, a little yeah, bit a little tangent. but um what well what's been like the fa- your favorite place you visited this year because you visited so many places like do oh, you have that really stand um, out to you I think Jordan like I think you can say that without a doubt I think that was just I I expected Petra to be amazing but I really thought it was going to be overrun with tourists and it wasn't anywhere near as bad as I thought and the rest of the country as well like is just so incredible and I think having hiring a car there and having the opportunity to drive around and explore at our own pace and sleep in the desert and see all of these ancient ruins and just kind of meet and talk to local people that maybe what we wouldn't have done if we were on a shorter trip and also we wouldn't have done if we were part of a tour and I think just it was just such an incredible experience and I felt so safe there as well which had been a concern of mine but it was absolutely fine I think I absolutely think if anyone is kind of considering where they should go on maybe a week trip or something in 2020 Jordan should be on that list because it's easily like you can easily cover a lot in a week and it's incredible because we hadn't ever really not not thought about it but it wasn't somewhere top on our list and then when we were looking at all the photos and stuff it's actually Alex it was like we really should we should explore Jordan his dad really wants to go as well and his mum so there you go you've got the whole of his family (laughs) permission to go to Jordan now um yeah it looked amazing though like so just so it wasn't how I expected it would look when I saw all of your photos and heard you talking about it and I think that's just me being a bit of a naive person but I really want to go yeah no I I definitely recommend it and it I, I don't think it was what I expected either like in, a, in the best way possible I think it really like turned out way 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 higher than anything that I was kind of expecting yeah. but um what about you what was your what's your favorite place been this year it's a really hard one because I am um, at the start of the year we me and Alex were like well we're probably going to move this year so we're not really going to do a lot of traveling um we might go away for my birthday and his birthday and that but that would be like a quick trip and that would be absolutely it 
then we thought about going to New York for a week and just leaving it at that. And then our travel plans just changed so much. But I think my favourite place we visited was Lisbon, which is where we went in May. Um, oh, yeah. And because I just really loved the city and it kind of exceeded my expectations. The weather was beautiful. The food was great. We had a really lovely like week there. We were there Monday to Friday um, and it was just a really lovely city. And I, I really understand why people rave about Portugal because I've never I felt like a lot of people kind of our age from the UK went to Portugal quite a bit on family holidays when they were younger. Um, yeah. And I just had never done that. So I didn't really get the buzz about Portugal, if I'm totally honest. But I, it was a really lovely area. Um, and we've both said we would like to go back. But then, of course, we, we went to Kuchenhof in Amsterdam and Amsterdam back in April. And that was hilarious. Um, that was probably like, that's probably up there with one of my favourite ever, like, crazy. Yeah, it was just Crazy mad. budget, like, kind of whirlwind trips that I've ever done. I mean, the mad, when we said to people... We went on a bus for like 24 hours. People, everyone's reactions were like, sorry, what? It was, I mean, I didn't, it, I think if either of us had overthought it, we might not have done it. Wouldn't have done it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you were like, do you want to do it? And I was like, fuck it, just say yes, Char, like, just do it. Because you want to go see the tulips. And the reality was, we like, we couldn't have done it this year or next year. And you don't know what you're going to be doing in a few years' time. So we kind of didn't have a choice situation though um and yes we could have flown and yes we could have stayed in the hotel but we're tight and didn't want to spend that kind of money um and actually had i mean i i have no doubt that if we'd stayed in a nice hotel and caught a flight and all that kind of thing it would have still been a great trip and we would have laughed loads but it's like it feels a little bit more special because we did it in such a ridiculous way do you know what i mean yeah i think it's just it it's a story isn't it like it's such a ridiculous thing in the way that we went about it that now we're like, oh, do you remember that time we, uh... but in fact, I was telling someone the other day about how there was um, like a stowaway underneath the bus oh, on our way God. back. I just forgot and they... about that. Yeah, and they actually couldn't believe that it happened. I just remember us being there at like 3 a.m. with the police turning up and like, <laughs> oh my God. There was like a full on fight in the luggage compartment, wasn't there? Which was literally below where we were sitting. And we just... Yeah, so the bus was like rocking around and it's 3am and we were in Germany or Belgium or wherever. I don't even know. <laughs> I have no idea where we were at that point. And then there was the fact we almost missed the bus on the way home. Oh my God. That I take full ownership. That was my fault. That... I got the bus time wrong. <laughs> I, I have no idea how. Like I've never known you to do anything like that. And I... I don't know why I didn't double check. Like, I think we were both culpable in this, but we were just sitting there having a really nice dinner, really relaxed, having a beer. Like, we were totally exhausted. And then we went, okay, so we've got about an hour and a half till we need to head to the train station. Um, and then it was like 45 minutes from the train station to get to the bus. So we were like, okay, we've got about an hour and a half. We should take take a wander, get some photos, maybe like find some Stroop waffle, be really chilled. And we went to like, we went to like google map it didn't we to get somewhere else yeah and, and i saw the time like thankfully i have my my email synced oh. with like my google calendar so it pops up on your map and it was it was like bus from here at 9 40 which was basically what an hour earlier than we thought it was supposed yeah, to be we basically had from the second we realized we had an hour till our bus departed like <laughs> And we, oh my god! And we were trying to find that. Oh my god! We were trying oh. to find the platform, and then I was running, and I was like wedging myself in the door of the train so it wouldn't shut. And people were like yelling at me to get on the train oh. or get off it, and you were like still running up the oh. passageway. 
I think that's why I took up running in the summer because it was just awful. And we had so much stuff in our backpacks. <laughs> we just were running and we couldn't work mm. out which ticket machine we had to use. God, Amsterdam, the central station. I sort it out, guys. It was. I'm getting the sweats just thinking about I am. it. I am. Can you release the rest? It was just the way that we sat there and you went, oh, shit. <laughs> we we've got to go our, our, our trains our bus is in an hour and I was like no we, we've got to leave for our bus no no our bus is in an hour and we were like oh oh, God. God. oh Jesus I'm um, so stressful if we do you know what if that if we hadn't made that train we would have been staying in Amsterdam for another night yeah no way much that bus. I mean I feel like we'd have just taken that in our uh in our stride by that point. I think we would have cried, had some beer and then sorted out. But I'm really pleased we didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there's there have been a lot of laughs whilst I mean a lot of laughs generally, but a lot of laughs while travelling this year. Like Yeah. Oh even our our road trip around the Kent coast was an absolute unprecedented disaster. <laughs> I mean that didn't go to plan at all, did it? Um, I mean, it was still a, it was a very productive weekend. Typically, we turned it into something very productive. But um, we just did like nine hours of work on the podcast. But it was like yeah. it was just that thing when we were standing there in Whitstable under those beach huts, and after fifteen minutes, it hadn't stopped raining, and we were soaked through to the skin. And we just looked at each other and we we're like, "Should we go home?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that we had it like neither of us wanted to say it because we didn't want to let the other one down but at this point we were both like drowned rats like we couldn't have taken any photos we looked absolutely ridiculous oh yeah it was yeah it, it was just a no we had to accept that that was not going to happen we just had to go home what a year but uh, would it be nice to just um maybe go over some ways to uh yeah, just to think about some ways to kind of relax, enjoy the Christmas break, um, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, just to kind of take some time to switch off and relax over the holidays. Yeah, because I think it's it's one of those weird times of year, isn't it? Like, there's so much build up and then all of a sudden it's over and you're left with that weird like kind of few days between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And it's yeah. nice time to look back. I, I just, I love that time of year. It's the only time of year where I feel like I really properly slow down and also I've eaten like more than I've ever needed to eat in my life so <laughs> yeah well I always find it's a really like I feel like it's the best t- I mean if if anyone needs to take a social media break then they should do but I also feel like it's the best and easiest time to just have some dedicated time away from all social media yeah. because at most other people are not on social media if they are they're probably not on it for the right reasons um I'm trying to keep the tone of judgment out of my voice. I apologise. <laughs> um, no, but, but I mean, it's it's a time of year that you're, like if you're spending it with friends or family, whoever you're spending it with, it's it's not a time that needs to be spent on social media, especially if you're seeing people that you, perhaps you don't see that much during the year. Like just take that step away and kind of recoup and switch off from everything digital. I do feel like it's important to dedicate some time to just actually relaxing however you do that like maybe that's just like watching a bunch of films because I know that throughout the year I'm not always very good at watching movies um but like between Christmas and the year I actually have the time to do it or maybe it's on podcasts there are a lot of episodes of this you can go catch up on if you want to Um, (laughs) or maybe it's just like reading this is the time of year I read as well because for the rest of the year I'm very good at prioritizing it and I just it's 
it's a nice opportunity, isn't it, just to kind of take stock a bit. And I think it's also really important if you are someone who struggles with this time of year, because it isn't the easiest time of year for so many reasons. There are so many reasons why you might find Christmas really tough or just this time of year really tough um, that you kind of acknowledge that about yourself and just kind of find a way to ride it out with minimal, I guess, hurt, stress, all of that kind of thing on yourself. Because these, the pressure to love Christmas and the entire holiday season and to really enjoy yourself all the time and to have that perfect family and all the great friends, like, quite frankly, that's very few people's reality. So if yeah. you actually find this time of year really tough, that's okay. I actually wrote a whole blog post on this the other year, um, which I will leave linked in case anyone wants to read it. Shameless self-plug. Um, because it's definitely something that I experience and have really experienced that it isn't always the most joyful time of year um that it is sometimes advertised as and that can be quite tough in itself well I think it's like leading on from that I think it's a good time of year because a lot of people like everything kind of slows down or shuts down and people are doing their own thing I think it's a really good occasion or reason to remind yourself what you really love to do and whether that is like you said picking up a book or listening to a podcast or just getting out and going for a walk or doing any kind of form of exercise getting back into some yoga or pilates that you can do at home just something that you enjoy that maybe you've not taken that time to do for yourself over the past year regardless of whether or not christmas is a time that is something that you celebrate or something that you enjoy I think it is it's such a weird limbo time of year that I almost do feel like it is a really great time to better almost than the first of January and having New Year's resolutions. I think having that peace and quiet and some just time to get away from everyone else is a really good place to start with kind of getting back in touch with the things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, it's a nice opportunity to gear yourself up for the new year as well. Like whether you're really pro New Year's resolutions or not, um, I always take like the couple of days before the new year to kind of do all the jobs I've meant to do all year like clean out the spice cupboard and you know reorganize all of those really crap boring jobs that you never prioritize in the rest of the year because you're too busy or it's just boring um but to go into the new year like I started the first of January no my flat was absolutely spotless everything was in its right place everything was organized and it is a nice feeling to just kind of have that thing of like, right, I'm gearing up for the new year. And there's there's obviously so much more to being prepared for a new year than just like having your spice rack organised. Um, but I do think sometimes it's those little things that really help. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, yeah, because I don't know. I, last year was actually the first time I did New Year's resolutions. I've never really been a fan of them before. Really? So, that surprises me. I feel like you'd be a real New Year's resolution kind of gal. <laughs> well I think for me like it's always been I don't know I might be really wrong but I always feel like I've been quite goal, like goal orientated anyway and if I want to do something then I will do it but I don't I don't like the the structure of saying I'm going to do something at the start of the year and then feeling like I failed if I haven't by the end I'd rather just have a goal and keep plugging towards it and sometimes putting a deadline on that works and other times it doesn't so I think that's why I've just never done it that much but I actually did this year and I felt like it really um streamlined my year I think yeah I find it just helps me to be a bit more focused like all the things because I think at the start of January or like the end of the year I get quite like what's the term like blue sky thinking I'm like anything is possible there's so much I can do in a year and so 
I will come at my resolutions with kind of a bit more of a um, what's like I don't want to say more naive attitude because I don't think that's right but I'll be a bit more open to putting bigger things on the list yeah sometimes oh. they're a bit ridiculous but I'm a bit more open to saying like I'm gonna run a 10k or something than I would be if I thought about it midway through the year when I started running oh, so do I you know like, what though I've just opened up my list and I totally get that because I've achieved a f- quite a few of these resolutions however there are some on there which are <laughs> I mean I've, there's not loads but there's ones on here like be self-sustaining what <laughs> I think I, I think I'm missing the word more. I think more is probably what I meant because what did I expect to do in a year to be? I, I don't know. Like, I, I love that. <laughs> and also, I'm looking at the date, and it says I wrote it on the second of January at eight a.m. So I can't even like put that down to being tipsy on the first of January or anything because it was on the second. Who knows? Um, but. Is I have to dig it out and have a look at them. I think mine were quite practical, like read eight books and watch like X number more movies. And I think I, I don't know if I've read eight books. I think I've just got to accept I'm not a real reader. As you know, looking at my bookshelf, I think I might have read the eight books. Miracles happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just find it really helps me to structure my year a bit better and to be like, okay, I'm actually going to, writing it down and holding myself accountable, I do find helpful there. Yeah, it definitely has done that for me. This we should do an episode on it in the new year. Yes, because I don't. I also don't think though that you can only set goals on the first of January, and if you don't set them on the first of January, there's no point, and you can't change. No, that's not a thing. Well, I think that's what I was saying. Like, I don't. I don't think there's only one time to set it, and I. I like to set goals all the time, and I don't want to put like a time frame of one year. Like, I have to have this done in twelve months' time. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. I think not every goal can happen in twelve months. Yeah. Yeah. Some of mine are like get closer towards doing X or Y or like, or it'll be like save X amount of money and that will get me closer to doing another thing. So it's like, yeah, breaking down the it's steps. steps of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because most people will be off now as this, no, well, not as it goes live, but in the next coming weeks, people will probably have some time off. Shall we share some of like our favorite? things from this year I'm thinking like movies podcasts stuff that you can kind of relax and chill out to and all that kind of thing I'm gonna say this because I listen to it literally every day but my dad wrote a porno I've not recommended it this year because I don't know why I've not recommended it but I pretty much listen to an episode every single day and it makes me cry with laughter and there's just it's so light and easy to listen to it's absolutely hilarious I don't think anyone is kind of whatever frame of mind you're in I think you're it's not it's not offensive it's not anything that's going to upset anyone it's just easy funny listening if you're looking for something kind of enjoyable over Christmas I definitely recommend my dad wrote a porno and there's now five seasons to listen to as well I am the last person in the UK not to have listened to my dad wrote a porno I thought you started it no I started it once and then I laughed too much um and so I stopped because I can't listen to it at work and I don't really listen to podcasts when I'm around the flat and I felt awkward listening to it on the train but actually a lot of the podcasts I listen to have me doubled over laughing on the train anyway so I think maybe that'll be my resolution for 2020. Um, And laughing too much is not a bad thing. No but when you're at work at a desk you can't really justify that. (laughs) Ah well other times I fall asleep listening to it so that's my little yeah I just find it quite comforting. Okay, I'm gonna start listening to it this year. Yes. Well, um what what about you? What's one of your uh 
top picks from this year? I'm going to kick it off with a movie because this is something that is the kind of like a film I've just thought about all year long, and I can't remember when I went to see it, but I saw it when it came out. I think it came out in May. It was Rocket Man, which is the Elton John movie, and I think at the time I might have actually put it as one of my recommendations. Oh um, yeah. It was just so good, and it's a film that's really stayed with me this year. You know, sometimes you watch a movie and then you keep thinking back to it. And yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of those. It's it's made me discover Elton John, which makes me sound like an absolute moron. Um, but I wasn't really into Elton John before. I now really like his music. It's as though he's, like, got a ton of albums and is really successful. Who knew? Um, <laughs> but he also just did an interview with Graham Norton for the BBC, um, kind of because his book's just come out. And that was brilliant as well. I just, I really respect the way he's so open about his life and the things that aren't quite as um, rosy and lovely about his life. Like he doesn't shy away from that. I have a lot of respect for that. So I'd really recommend that. And um, the another film I watched this year that I really enjoyed that is completely different was Crazy Rich Asians because I read all the books in March and I absolutely loved them. They're the perfect kind of lighthearted, funny, just fun books to read. And then I watched the movie and I, I hate to be that person. I don't think the movie is as good as the book. I know that makes me sound they, like... They, no, they rarely are. I feel like that's just a given thing. Yeah, and but the movie was really good and it's funny and it's kind of... It's just light-hearted and a nice film to watch at this time of year. Well, if anyone fancies uh, listening... Oh, listening? Watching <laughs> a um, a movie with a, with a bit of a... Uh, no underlying horror theme maybe it's actually a horror comedy and it's called little evil and i watched it on halloween and i laughed so hard like it's creepy but in a funny kind of way this kid is supposedly possessed and yeah um and it's if you're not really someone who likes horror films i would suggest watching this because it's not really horror it's not really scary at all but it is on netflix and it is quite funny um so if you're looking for something that's not your typical um, kind of cliched Christmas movie I would definitely give that a try mm, I'm gonna take a pass because I'll probably cry because I'm a scaredy cat <laughs> it's really not scary at all I was laughing so yeah. we watched it in um uh one of the hotels that we stayed in when we were here <laughs> yeah so I actually if part of me reading this year um a couple of books this is gonna hurt by Adam Kay I know it's been out for quite a while and it is a number one bestseller so a lot of people have probably read it already but if you haven't then I just can't recommend it enough it's funny um, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It deserves all of the praise it's got. It really, um, it really does highlight how lucky we are to have our NHS and how we need to protect it. I'm not going to go into that one because I could, I could talk for hours on my feelings about the NHS. Um, but it is a brilliant book, and I'd highly recommend. And the other one, which similarly to how Rocket Man has stayed with me all year, I feel like this book has really stayed with me. It's Becoming by Michelle Obama. Um, I actually listened to the audiobook because it is a huge, huge, huge book. Um, and so I just listened to it over the course of a couple of weeks and just hearing about her life and the incredible woman she is and kind of her motivation and drive, really inspiring, but also just really interesting because it's like a different angle to look at the White House with. Um, so whether you want to listen to or read that, I would highly recommend that this year. Um, I and still need to read that. It's honestly, Helly, you would absolutely love it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and then TV wise, Big Little Lies came back. If you've not watched, have you watched Big Little Lies yet? Um, this is going to maybe be an unpopular opinion, but I was so bored. How many episodes in did you get? Uh, three. Okay. I or was two. Two or three, definitely. I think it does take a couple of episodes to get going. But anyway, season two came back and that was 
so much better than I thought it would be um, because I had very, I just think when some, when a first series of something is really good to then take it and rewrite it for a story that doesn't already exist because it was adapted from a book and series two wasn't, um, I was a bit apprehensive, but it was really good. And then the other thing, and I actually don't know if this is still available on the iPlayer and I should have checked before I recommended it, but um, it was the documentary that Prince William did with Gareth Southgate and a couple of members of the England team called A Royal Team Talk. And they basically... It's about an hour long um, and they really get into mental health and well-being within British football and the fact that young men do uh, men generally don't talk about mental health as much as women. But people don't talk about mental health enough. Um, but suicide is the biggest killer of young men. So it had it was a really good conversation. They spoke to such a wide range of people who were affected in so many different ways. And I just think it's really eye opening and an important one for people to listen uh, to watch. Sorry. Yeah. What are the what are your other recommendations for the year now that I have shared all of mine? <laughs> um, one of mine that I I know I recommended a good few months back now, but I keep going back to is the everygirl.com. Yes. And I, I just love yeah, I love it so much. And it's just kind of this huge like online resource space, um, kind of for I don't I feel like it covers a lot of the things that we talk about and that we yeah. cover and kind of it is aimed towards like creative career driven women just to help you improve or help help you with things that come up in your daily life and it covers everything from like fashion and beauty all the way through to like career and finance um like living um like tips information um any like tech information as well and it has really interesting interviews with people who have just had such a huge range of experiences and I think it's really eye-opening and enlightening to kind of be in a space where there's so many um, kind of like empowered and confident and career driven women who are all sharing like so many different stories that are so, so different from your own, but kind of still have that same kind of interest and drive to kind of do more and achieve more and see more. Um, And also, and I know I recommended this, but I'm going to keep recommending it, even though I've left the country, the National Trust app. If you are looking for something to do or somewhere to go over this Christmas period, I know not as many are open, but even um, like aside from actual na- National Trust properties, there's also kind of the walks and their different out, um, outdoor areas that they also cover and look after. They're all on this app and you do not need to be a National Trust member to access the app. You can download the app completely for free. Um, and it has all of the information and opening times about National Trust properties. Um, and so, yeah, if you're looking for something kind of cool and interesting to go and do, I say cool, I'm a nerd, <laughs> but you know, I, well, it, get, it gets you out and about. It's something kind of different to do. And whether you're with friends or family or on your own, they're, they're always interesting or just good to get out and about and outdoors, provided that the weather isn't too awful, obviously. Um, and also, this is a little bit of a plug, but also I'm really excited about it. Um, so there is a, uh, there's an Instagram and website called Dame Traveller. And the creator has put together, after years of work, um, a book which is being published by Penguin Random House in the US. And I am featured in this book, which is very it's exciting. So um, but the book is all about kind of, women all over the world their experiences their travel their wanderlust that like 
all sorts of inspiration and interviews, photography tips, everything that you could think of in this beautiful book of photography from women all over the world. And it covers so, I mean, my photo is one from Stockholm. Um, it's, there's so much in there and it's really interesting. It's such a beautiful book. It's not out until next year, but you can pre-order it on the Penguin Random House website. Um, and it's also, the link is also on the Dame Traveller Instagram page as well. Um, so we can leave that linked, but it is a gorgeous book and I cannot wait to see it in person. I'm so excited for you. I remember you telling me about this months ago and then I just totally forgot until you put it on your Instagram this week and I was like, oh my God, it's actually happening. Like, this is so, so exciting. Yeah, it was just, I'd almost forgotten about it as well. It was just, obviously it's such a long process and um, yeah, Nastasia, I hope that's how you pronounce her name, um, is the founder of Dame Traveller and she is absolutely lovely and she actually has her own um, Instagram as well, which is full of gorgeous photography. Um, and I just, like, it's amazing that someone can put together this huge project and she individually contacted everyone. Like, it was her that I was emailing about it as well, which is just incredible. Like, that, yeah, such that, like a, yeah, so much commitment. Like, it was amazing. I have one final recommendation um, that I only was introduced to yesterday that you will love. You might actually already follow this account. It's called This Wild Idea. Um, it's amazing photography but within this photography is a gorgeous dog. Oh my God. And they travel with this dog. I yes, can't... I'm following them, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was introduced to it yesterday and I was like, oh my God, Helly would love this. Um, and it's so sweet and the photos are absolutely stunning. And this dog is just the cutest thing. So yeah, one, one nice thing to follow on social media for 2020 if you want a nice, positive, cosy Instagram space. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that kind of wraps up for the podcast for this year. We we hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking with us um, for all of your support. We know that like the feedback you give us is so it makes our day really. To be quite honest, um, yeah, getting messages from people who have listened and something's really resonated with them. Like, please do let us know if you've enjoyed something or if you'd like us to discuss something more because getting that feedback from you guys is honestly awesome. It's also really helpful for us to plan future episodes. <laughs> so if there's that, yes. <laughs> if you want us to discuss next year, please do let us know um, because we're we're going to have a nice podcast planning meeting. Um, we are. And plan everything for 2020. Um, I was thinking we could do it over a beer, but I realise it's probably not appropriate given our time difference. One of us will be drinking early in the morning. I, I don't think we should promote that. So maybe we'll do it over <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, if you do have any suggestions, please let us know. Um, and we hope you have a brilliant christmas period that you take some time off you relax just like you enjoy yourself all of that kind of thing yeah whatever you're up to this christmas i hope you enjoy it and take some time to relax and recuperate before a new decade begins oh my god and as always you can um get in touch with us either via email which is 20s are hard at gmail.com or on our instagram page which is 20s are hard and of course there's our facebook page as well facebook.com forward slash 20 so hard um we hope you have a brilliant time off and we will speak to you in the new year we are taking a couple of weeks off which i think we have mentioned before but we'll be back in january there's a whole back catalogue of like 30 something episodes for you to go back through if you do still want to hear our dulcet tones over the winter break um or maybe <laughs> can't wait to have some time away from us god only knows what but anyway um enjoy some time off and we will speak to you in the new year bye bye Thank you.